Hello and welcome to the Average Football Pod. My name is Craig Turner. So I will be going through the weekend's games from Premier League to games around the world to look out for. So in this pod, what we what I tend to do is preview the games that are going to be interesting to watch, interesting that will have uh, games that will have a lot riding on it, potentially near the end of the season. But also I like to preview the games that maybe won't get talked about in other podcasts for that length of time. So, for example, this weekend is a perfect example. You've got Burnley against Norwich this weekend, which won't get talked about at all, probably, but it's a massive game for relegation. So, we'll be previewing that later on, but also we'll be previewing the week's big games, of course, later on in the show. So, we'll be talking about Liverpool Man City and also the other games that are going ahead at the weekend. Okay, right. So... Uh, last week, it was an interesting weekend, um, very interesting games. As a United fan, gutted that we lost against Villa, but at the same time, um, Villa played really well. Um, Bruno's penalty is very weird. He got he looked like he was just really angry and didn't want to take the penalty. But it was really weird how he took that penalty. Never seen him take a penalty like that, so very odd. And also, there's some game. There's some teams that are still looking for their win, first wins of the season. Uh, quite a few teams at the bottom still looking for their first win and you think maybe this weekend that might happen so who knows what could happen this weekend so let's get to it let's talk about the games this weekend so let's run through the games that's happening this weekend so on saturday you got uh first kickoff on bt sport 12 day kickoff united versus everton and then at three o'clock you got Wolves against newcastle leeds against watford Chelsea against Southampton, Burnley against Norwich, and Brighton against Arsenal, which is the 5.30 kickoff. That'll be on Sky Sports. On Sunday, you've got West Ham against Brentford, Spurs against Villa, Palace against Leicester, all starting at 2 o'clock. And then you've got the big game, which is Liverpool against Man City at 4.30. So, big games this weekend. Now, the games don't snap out. You go, wow, these are big games this week. But going through the fixture list, Man United, Everton, big game normally. Everton could cause a few upsets this year against teams. Wolves, Newcastle, you just don't know what side Wolves are going to put out. You don't know what side, who's going to turn up. They could be a team that has 30 shots on goal and not score a single goal. And then Newcastle go up the other end and win. Leeds, Watford. Watford are playing really well at the moment. Leeds are looking for their first win. But then everyone you hear on radio and TV saying that Leeds look comfortable this year and they'll stay up. Chelsea, Southampton. Chelsea want to bounce back after losing two games on the trot. And Southampton are still looking for their first victory of the season as well. Burnley, Norwich. That's a relegation battle right there. That's going to be probably the last game match of the day. But it's going to be a game that will build confidence going into the international break. And then Brighton against Arsenal. That Alex Stadium is going to be bouncing because there seems to be a bit of bitterness between the two sides now from um, the first game after lockdown, which is weird because there was no fans in that one. So there seems to be a bit of a rivalry and heating up in that game. And then Sunday's game, West Ham, Brentford. Don't know who's going to win that one because Brentford are playing well. West Ham are playing well. Spurs, Villa, Spurs winning yesterday 5-1 against Slovakia's league champions I think that's what they were um, yeah they might have hit some form all of a sudden Villa played well against Chelsea but lost beat Everton beat Man United they're looking into Spurs and looking full of confidence Palace Leicester Palace are playing well Leicester need to get 
some form going. They've struggled recently, last few games. Liverpool Man City, um, there's usually a lot of build up and hype around it, but it's probably going to be one of the worst games of the season. But who knows? But Man City and Liverpool is going to be a really good game. So let's talk about the first game, the 12 kickoff, the Man United against Everton game. So after last week, um, Everton getting a nice win against Norwich, um, looking comfortable. Um, looking good, but they've got some injury concerns still. Doesn't look like Dominic Calvert-Lewin's going to be fit um, to play against Man United. Rickardson could be back. Seamus Coleman could be back, which is good. And Andre Gomez could be back, which would be really good for Everton just to boost the midfield a bit more. Um, Everton have been a little bit hit and miss this year, but looking like they could pick up. They'll go into the game a little bit of confidence and feeling... A little bit of um, feeling like they could beat Man United this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see how what type of side they turn up. They did play each other during a pre-season game where Man United took them to the sword, basically, and really put some goals past them. Bruno Fernandes scores a fantastic free kick in that game. So it could be a repeat of the of the, um, of the the pre-season game. So who knows? Uh, and I Pickford made some big mistakes in that game. So United are currently sitting... Oh, I just had tables up. Uh, United are currently sitting in fourth place with Everton, I think, fifth. Yeah, so it's fourth versus fifth, which I didn't know that Everton that high up. So it could be a really tight game tomorrow, actually. It could be a really good game to watch on BT Sport. So that's worth a look at. Uh, Man United are struggling defensively a little bit. Harry Maguire looks like he's going to be out until after the international break with a calf problem. Luke Shaw could be back in the side after missing midweek, but he is... Um, basically going to make a decision, Solskjaer, this is going to make a decision uh, tomorrow uh, before um, early morning. So it could be Alex Tellers at start, but Tellers did come off. Um, so he might might start with Dallow. Don't know. Who knows? Um, so it will look like it will be Varane and Lindelof. Wan-Bissaka will be back on the side this weekend, which will be a big boost for United after missing out in midweek and missing out the next couple of Champions League games. Um um, hopefully McTominay will start and Sancho getting called up for the England squad again and hopefully he might hit some form but people just need to give him a little bit of time as he had another pre-season so he's just finding his feet uh, Greenwood's been really good this year um, really started the season really well um, looking probably to start again United will be buoyed after scoring that last minute goal against Villarreal at the week midweek so Will Ronaldo start? He looked very leggy by the end of the game, so I could see him potentially being on the bench this weekend. Um, or he'll play against United, but or play against Everton, but won't play for Portugal um, in the um, international games and might actually take a rest. So that could be an interesting thing to look out for. Okay, so yeah, it could be an interesting game, so it should be good. It's the first game at 12.30, so could start the weekend off really well. So hopefully there's some goals in that game. Moving on into the other games, so let's talk about Burnley-Norwich. Um, on paper, it looks like an awful game, but both teams are wanting to win. Both teams need a win. Um, Burnley, with their um, fantastic draw against Leicester last weekend, really unlucky not to get three points there. Um, and it could be that point where Burnley now start kicking in the seat, kicking off in the season, which they intend to do. They too do take a few games to get warm and then kick in, kick start their season into gear. Um, so definitely worth a watch there. Um, Norwich are 
desperate for a win, uh, desperate for a, a result, really. Uh, last week against Everton could have been that week, really. Um, they just didn't. They just didn't do it, and it was really disappointing to see. Really, I thought Norwich might have turned up a little bit more, might have showed a bit of more. I don't know, vigor, vigor, a bit more determination. I know it didn't help getting the penalty uh, against them. That always puts them on the back foot when you make defensive mistakes. It never helps against a team like Everton, who are sitting fifth. So, um, and Sean Dyche's men. Like I said, last week we were really unlucky not to get the victory against Leicester. Very unlucky with the last-minute goal that um, weren't given for him for offside. So Burnley will come into this game really confident, actually, after performing against Leicester. And Leicester are no mugs. They're a really, really good side. Very potent attacking threat. So you'd think maybe Burnley might have the victory this weekend. If Burnley do win, it's going to be such a tough ask for Norwich to come back Um into the season, really. They've got some horrible games coming up, if I remember rightly. If I look at Norwich's fixtures coming up, Norwich have got uh, Brighton, which Brighton a tough game. Chelsea away, which doesn't help matters. Leeds at home, it could be an interesting game. Then Brentford, Brentford are playing really well. So it is a really tough call with Norwich at the moment. Um, And again, Burnley, they just want to start the season, really. They just want to get their season up and running and get started. Um, get some points on the board a little bit. Um, at the moment, Burnley are, are just just languishing. I think they're, yeah. So you've got 20th versus 19th. Norwich have conceded four, got a goal difference of minus 14. Burnley have got a goal difference of minus six with two points. Burnley win. You see them going out of the relegation places. Uh, you've got also Leeds versus Newcastle, which we'll talk... Uh, sorry, no, we don't. That was a couple of weeks ago. We don't have that. We'll talk about that later on. We'll talk about Leeds in a bit and Newcastle. So I've got a feeling that Burnley probably will get the victory here, um, which my Norwich friends will hate because I'm there in a few weeks to watch the main night game, hopefully. So fingers crossed that won't be a massive drubbing because that's uncomfortable when you're a main night fan sitting in the Norwich end and watching goals go in like it was a few years ago when United had a couple of penalties. That was a very awkward time. But I had to sit on my hands a lot. It was cold, cold. Just want to talk about the disabled city in Norwich. It's disgraceful, by the way. Have sat there once for a, a wet game. I think it was against Swansea a few years ago. Got absolutely soaked. Front row in the disabled end. I think it's an absolute disgrace that they sit that low and get soaking wet with no cover while others are sitting there all dry. It's disgusting. But there we go. That's another matter, another time. There we go. Right. Moving on. Let's talk about Leeds-Watford. Leeds-Watford, interesting game. Every pundit, everything you hear on the radio, TV, they talk about when they say Leeds, they're going, oh, Leeds will be safe. Leeds will be fine. Leeds will be, Leeds have got enough to stay up. This year they're playing well, but they're not got a game. They're not got a victory to their name, and they need to kickstart the season into the international break. And it's very difficult this weekend. Is that you want a victory going into the international break, and so you feel confident into your next game in a in ten days' time. But then you look at Watford. Watford are playing well. Watford are getting results. Um, they're shocking a couple of teams. Sars playing really well at the moment, scoring goals, setting up assists. So it's really tricky to look at. And then Leeds again, like I say, Leeds, they've got to get a win. They've got to get a win this week. I think they will. I think they'll have enough. Uh, I think Bamford might be back in the side this weekend. 
um, which will be great for them. That's what they need. They need that focal point up top. Um, so, oh no, Lee, hey, just, just reading the team news. Bamford's been ruled out and Luke Ayling will be out as well. So it's a big little blow for them. Also, there's rumours of uh, May not being interested in Calvin Phillips, which is interesting. Um, uh, Watford said they've got no Ed Bio. It's got a torn quad muscle. Um, so, and Tufan is going to be um, out as well. But Tom Cleverley's back for Watford, which is a little bit of a good news story for them. That'll keep him good through. I don't think he'll play, but it's difficult. Watford have played well, playing well at the moment. And if they can play like they did, they seem like they've got a really potent attacking force as well, Watford, um, after last weekend. So if they can get that up and running and get that firing against a lead side who are sort of for the taking a little bit. Um, so maybe. But I think Watford were a little bit lucky again in Newcastle last week after the chance near the end where the player decides to chip it. I can't remember who the player was. Tries to chip it rather than smashing it. They could have easily lost that game as well. So it could be a very, very good game to watch. These are all games that you think uh, doesn't look good on paper, but when you see it, you think Leeds-Watford could be a very end-to-end game. So keep an eye on that for match of the day. Okay, next you've got Chelsea-Southampton. Chelsea need to bounce back after their two losses against City and Juventus. I say that, and I'm like, oh, God, they only lost against Man City, who are regarded as one of the best teams in the world. And Juventus, again, best team in Italy, some would say. Struggled a little bit at the start. Have struggled so far. We'll talk about them later on, potentially. But then you look into Southampton, they haven't won. They're almost like the perfect side for Chelsea to face. So um, you do think Chelsea will get a comfortable victory against Southampton. Rafu Hasenhutl's side is a very interesting side. Very young and got some really good players, but they're just not clicked yet. And they just missed that goal scorer. They need that Danny Ings up top. It's weird that he went to Villa for 40 million, but cashing out on him when he's got a year left on his contract, don't blame him. But at the same time, they just need to get that goal scorer. They need to get that focal point up top. So hopefully that will happen for them. Maybe not against this weekend. Maybe it's a damage, damage limitations game for Southampton this weekend. Because um, I would hazard a bet that Lukaku will score this weekend because he hasn't scored in two. So I would feel quite confident that he will score um, against Southampton. So have a look at that one. Um for your fancy footballers. Uh, I did say that in the other podcast, so check out the SSFF um, podcast if you play the Sky Sports Fantasy Football game or any fantasy football, really. Lukaku should be in your side for this weekend, definitely. Uh, we're going to talk about Brighton against Arsenal as well. Uh, the 5.30 kickoff. There's a weird, weird, weird rivalry between these two clubs going on right now. Um, it all started in the first game after lockdown with the Gendouzi and Melpe incident, uh, which basically killed Gendouzi's career for Arsenal. Uh, Melpe is playing really well, scoring goals. Brighton are playing well at the moment. Very good, very fortunate to get the draw against Palace, um, which just keeps their form up and running, just keeps the, the good feeling overall ticking over. But Arsenal at the same time, Arsenal were buoyed after beating Spurs 3-1. Spurs were awful the first half. Absolutely awful. Like Jamie Carragher showed on Monday Night Football how bad their midfield was on Saturday against Arsenal. 
and it showed that Deli Ali coming off in the first half. I thought Deli Ali would have a, a better season that he's had so far, but he hasn't played for a lot of the season last year. And he's just trying to get back up to speed to things. I think he's almost like a brand new player that's come out of a league um, from a different league like Spain or France or Italy and coming into the Premiership. And he's having to get used to the tempo of it again. So I think maybe after the international break, maybe after November, if Deli Ali's still on the side, it could be a really positive thing for Spurs potentially. As I do rate Deli Ali, and I remember an interview with Alex Ferguson, he really rates Deli Ali. So he just needs to feed that form that made him such a great player a few years back. But maybe it could have been all a little bit out of proportion. Maybe that Deli Ali looked good in a, because he's English and England didn't have the midfielders that they do now, like the Foden's, Grealish's, and people like that. So who knows? Who knows? But it's going to be an interesting game. Arsenal are looking defensively solid as well now. Um, Ramsdale's been a really good addition to the side, and um, he seems like he's settled in well at Arsenal, and he's making some fantastic saves against Spurs on uh, Sunday. Um, seems like the uh, new signings have settled in well to Arsenal as well defensively. So they did look like they could. They were, I think they were unlucky to concede, really. I think Arsenal could have easily kept the clean sheet in that game. So, um, yeah, I could see Arsenal keeping the clean sheet and being very tight at the back. But then Brighton are playing really well and they're creating chances. Like, they, um, like they've always said, Brighton are a team that creates chances. They just don't put them away. So this could be a really, really good game to watch Saturday night. So I might have a keep my eye on that on Saturday and see how um, things turn out on Saturday. Could be a bit of a fiery game as well, especially if the Amex, uh, the Brighton fans get behind Brighton and make it into a really, really tense atmosphere. Could be a really good game to watch. Now let's talk about the Sunday games. So Sunday, you have got um, Spurs against Villa. Which is a which is a really good game to to look out for, um, and have a keep an eye on. Uh, Spurs, they need to bounce back from last week's defeat against Arsenal. That was embarrassing for Spurs last week, and they did. They kept you know they bounced back a little bit from last weekend's match and and um, a midweek and played well and beat the side they had to play. Um, who I think UEFA made the same up just to make him happy. Um, and beat him 5-1. But you have to beat everyone that's in front of you. So, and they did that. Um, but Villa, Villa are, are bouncing at the moment. They are probably the on-form team at this moment in time next to City. Um, you look at Villa and you go, yeah, Villa are looking good. They've got a really good defence. I'm not sure if Ternus Aby will start again um, this weekend after missing out on the game last week because he couldn't play against May United. Um, but House played well. Martinez, everyone's talking about him, looking like he's sort of back to where he was last year after not really having a great start to the season. Um, I'd say great. He's, he's played well, but Villa haven't played well um, conceding three against Chelsea the other week. But they they didn't look like it was a 3-0 game. So um, I think Villa could do really well against Spurs. And if they can beat Spurs at the Tottenham Spurs, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, that's fantastic for Villa and their confidence. Beating Everton, Man United and, and Spurs in three weeks, going into the international break and having confidence from the Chelsea game um, before the Everton game. That is a really, really good time to be a Villa supporter going into the international break. Um, 
And I think they've got favourable fixtures coming up in next after the international break as well, if I remember rightly. I'm just going to have a little check. Uh, so Villa have got Wolves, which you think, little derby, they could beat them. They seem like they're the better side out of the two at the moment. And then they've got Arsenal, again going to Arsenal. You just don't know what team, what Arsenal side could be showing up. It could be the side that was against Brentford. It could be the side against Chelsea, Man City. Or it could be the Arsenal side that actually blew Spurs away in the first half. And then just the week before the international break, again, they've got West Ham. Very tight game. Probably very evenly matched them two sides. And probably on the same trajectory at the moment, I would say them two teams are as well. Just don't know with Everton, I'm sorry, with Villa. I don't know where the goals are coming from. Danny Ings hasn't really scored since the start of the season. Ollie Watkins is probably just trying to start find his feet a little bit and just getting used to where he is positioning for Villa. McGinn's playing well. It's just Villa and, yeah, I think Villa, once they get started, they'll be ready. So they'll be a team to look to be really fearful of and, and worry about. And then let's talk about the big game. Um... Also, Palace versus uh, Leicester, by the way, on Sky. Jamie Vardy's going to score and Jamie Vardy's going to do a celebration. So, happy, happy days. So, we get to see that again, that lovely eagle celebration. If he doesn't do it, it's a travesty. But there we go. He's going to be rubbing his hands with glee for that game, I think, Jamie Vardy. And we all want Jamie Vardy to score because we all love Jamie Vardy secretly. We all wish we could be him at that age and how he is with generally just winding up fans. Um, Say, Liverpool, Man City. Um, I don't think Sky have really talked about it this week. And they haven't really hyped it up, which is interesting. I think they've been very cautious about not hyping these games up anymore. Because they tend to let down most of the time. Uh, with the Anfield crowd behind Liverpool and Man City coming into town, I think the game and the atmosphere is going to be incredible. The way the two teams play as well will be Absolutely phenomenal football. If it was like it was the last few times, the first half of these games have been absolutely frenetic and quality football. And then once there's no real goals going in, that everything all tightens up and it becomes a little bit of a procession. It ends up being a nil-nil or a one-one. So probably expect the same this weekend. So there'll be a bundle of quality for 40 minutes. And after that, that's when the tempo and the, not necessarily the quality will drop, but the, the tempo will drop. The 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 urge to get into the goals, to get into the air penalty areas won't be as much there because a point for both teams is a positive, really. A point for Man City against the international break against their big one of the rivals for the title, can't they won't be too downhearted about that. Same with Liverpool. Liverpool, if they get a point against City, it's a really good point for their title push this year. Because, again, a lot of people talk about Liverpool now, saying they're back with Van Dijk. Defence looks stronger. Um, they haven't really conceded. Trent's still out, but once Trent's back, he'll be um, banging in the assists for Liverpool. And Salah's on fire at the moment and probably will win player of the month um, for September. So he's playing really well. And definitely um, he's waiting golden for goals for Liverpool's Mane as well. I, I hate saying that Liverpool are brilliant, but Liverpool are playing really well at the moment and they're back to where they were um, about a year and a half ago. But then Man City, you look at Man City, they're in, they played really well against Paris Saint-Germain, but Paris Saint-Germain are just going to be a force of nature this season. But then you look at again against Chelsea, they dominated Chelsea. And just, um, yeah, you sort of think Man City are, are there again. You know, they would be, they're... they're 
Premier League holders, they're the champions. They need to show why they're champions. And I would think they would probably regard Liverpool and Chelsea as their biggest rivals. Man United is, of course, their rivals. And Man United will be a rival to them, them four tides this year. But I think they look at Liverpool going, they're the side that we need to beat. And if they can beat them, then that puts their marker down into the sand and saying, right, we've been Chelsea, we've been Liverpool, come at us if you're ready for us. So that will be a really, really good game to watch, you hope. So hopefully I will be able to watch it on Sunday, but I am very aware that I am packing to go away. So I might miss it. So we'll see. I probably actually will watch the Palace Leicester game because I think that'll be a really good game to keep an eye on as well this weekend. That's also on Sky to watch. So games to look out for around Europe. Now on Saturday, you've got Atletico Madrid against Barcelona. Lovely. Absolutely lovely game. Um, Atletico are probably favourites for La Liga this year because Real Madrid are going through a bit of a transition phase. And Barcelona are a basket case is the best and nicest way to describe it. I love Barcelona. I love Barcelona's side. Um, I went there a few years ago. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. But they are they were being badly, badly run. And they need to sort... I'd say they need to sort themselves out. They are going to be like this for a few years, I feel. They've got to sell some best players. Um, they can't build because they are in so much debt. It's unreal. Um, the fact they're not getting fined by UEFA for the Super League is ridiculous. And that's another subject. I, I implore people to listen to the Athletic um, Money for Sport um, podcast that comes out on Thursday with Mark Chapman. Absolutely fantastic and lovely, interesting bit they did on... Um, the UEFA Super League and um, why the fines won't count or anything like that. So definitely have a listen to that if you can. Um, Atletico Madrid, Griezmann will score. Griezmann will score against Barcelona and that will just be just a fantastic effect. Unfortunately, if you have got the Liga Sports, then by all means watch it, but most people will probably miss it this weekend because they're not, they don't have the Liga Sport or anything like that. So it's going to be a sad game to miss, but it's going to be a... An, Incredible game. Um, Koeman is rumoured to be losing his job. Barcelona are rumoured to be looking for a new manager. I don't know why you'd even go there. Why would you do it at the moment? I just don't know. They've got so much problems off the field. You just think, why would you do it? Why would you go there? Just stay away. Stay away. There's, I'm telling on another podcast, but we'll ramble. Um, that Klopp is in the top five of the contenders. Not a chance. Not a chance. Like I said at the start of this podcast a few weeks back, if Barcelona signed players like Aubameyang and stuff like that, which have been rumoured, then just ignore them. Just ignore the rumours. They're not true. That will never happen. They can't afford them. They've got so much debt. They can't register the players. It's just ridiculous. Any news story with Barcelona and transfers. Right, moving on. A Turin derby. You've got um, Torino against Juventus. Uh, Juventus are buoyed over the fact they won last weekend against Sampdoria. And also they got a fantastic midweek win against Chelsea. So they'll be really looking forward to going in and against their local rivals. Not really yeah, yes, a local rivalry, but it's not a big, big derby, but it's still a cheering derby. They still want to show one upmanship on their rivals over there. Also Sunday, we've got Atalanta against Milan. So you've got Atalanta who have been and very, very interesting side this year. Well, the last few years have been really sort of tearing up the rule book of, 
of Serie A and being the team that shouldn't be doing as well as they have been. But they've been in the Champions League a few years, last couple of years. Milan are now starting to come back to where they used to be. So that could be a very good game to watch on BT Sport on Sunday. Also, uh, look out for Napoli-Florentina. I think that's on BT Sport on Saturday. Napoli haven't lost a game so far in uh, Serie A and look really strong. Um, and it could be finally that they finish their drought of titles. So hopefully for Napoli, they can win and get a result. And um, the the season, the year after Diego died, it could be the year that um, Napoli win the title. So keep an eye on them this year, um, especially for Europa League, because they seem to be favourites, like I said a few weeks ago, against Leicester. That should, could be the final of the Europa League. That's not including Champions League sides like Barcelona that will come into it. Because here's a little tip. Barcelona will go into Europa League this year for the first time. There's a little little chat for there. I'm putting that one out there. Um, also, in the France, there is the Saint-Étienne-Lyon derby. Uh, this, If you've never seen it, it's a very fiery derby. Um, Fakir, who plays for Betis now, caused an almost a riot a few years ago. So definitely worth a look at. Saint-Étienne in one of these teams need to break a duct in terms of trophies haven't won a trophy in years but such a big team such big history but again just not haven't haven't got the firepower haven't got the money excuse me haven't got the money to to fight against these big teams in there and leon they've got a lot of problems off the pitch at the moment uh with botang if you haven't if you don't know about it have a look about what's going on with jerome botang um, there's unhappiness with the manager. So it could be, again, a nice little fiery affair. That will be also on BT Sport on Sunday evening. So have a look at that. Okay, right. I hope you've all enjoyed that. Uh, there won't be a podcast next week uh, due to it's International Week. And um, we're going to just keep it to club football at the moment. We'll go into international football uh, later on near big tournaments and stuff like that when that's all that is to talk about. Um, if you've got any uh, things you want to talk about or any matches you want me to preview, uh, by all means, email me at theaveragefootballpod at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So I hope you have a lovely weekend. I hope to hear from you in a couple of weeks. And I'll speak to you soon. See you soon. Bye. <laughs>